Hello and welcome fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we're kicking off 2023 by inviting you on a brand new adventure with us. And the good news is that you don't have to leave your chair. Unless you really want to. Uh, yes. Which then you, you should. Right. Then but take up. us with you right. is the point. <laughs> you are invited. This is your special invitation to be one of our accountability partners as we chronicle our team working toward total and radical accountability. So we'll start by explaining what we mean by all of that, and then we'll get you up to speed with our journey so far and wrap it all up by talking about what comes next. So first things first. Here we go. We will, woo, we will give total credit. I don't know if I lean far enough away <laughs> to make a woo. I'm a wooer. I don't know if you know that yeah. about me. You're a woo I'm, girl. I like good woo <laughs> in my life. Uh, let's give credit, speaking of woo, to, <laughs> I can't stop now, to the uh, awesome Wisconsin Credit Union League and their leadership program, which I was lucky enough to be in. And that was in partnership with the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and their continuing education program, because that uh, program was what inspired this whole project. Yes, indeed, it did. Yeah. I'm interested to hear, because I know I, I come in with a head of steam. I don't know if you know this about me, but I get an idea and I come in with a head of steam. Like a bull in a china shop, just <laughs> coming in. Yeah, screaming, yelling, <laughs> arms flailing. Wooing. Because <laughs> I'm a wooer. Yeah. Um, and so this came up in, a, in one of our sessions uh, over the last year. So there are six sessions in this leadership program came up in one of the sessions, each session, <laughs> session was eight hours total over two days. And a lot of background to say, I remember distinctly being in those sessions and just thinking, holy cow, this, this is exactly what my brain needed. This is what our team needed to really go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then I came in, wild and crazy uh, to tell you about it. And what was your first reaction to hearing about it? Yeah, Think I mean, hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, the I, I do remember like so much head nodding, like everything you were saying. <laughs> I was like, yes, oh, yes, yes, we need that. Yeah, you know, and it, I mean, while I think the um, your experience with the League Leadership Institute certainly has played a catalyst in like um, you know that that journey for us and where we're at today, you know, that, I mean, that was a turning point for our team. Just you having the courage to say, "Hey, learn about this thing. It's exciting to me. Let's talk about it. Does it make sense for our team?" Right. Um, so, like, you know, I don't want to take anything away from that moment, but you know, before that, of course, like our team was always trying to be as accountable as we could be, trying mm-hmm. to operate, you know, our team in, in a way that, you know, is as healthy as possible. Um, but sometimes, you know, to fit that into a framework or to hear from a professional, you know, somebody mm-hmm. with some experience um, about how they did it or what worked for them, what didn't work for them. Um, and I, I also think sometimes hearing what works for some people is all the evidence you need to not do a thing sometimes too, you right. know? Um, right. So, you know, um, I think it was just like acknowledgement of some really great information that you learned. And I remember just feeling like, yes, yes, you know, and 
I think we had kind of this, I don't know if I would say unspoken because our team's rather open, I, I believe, with each other. Um, but I think we just had kind of this unspoken desire amongst the team to do better, you mm-hmm. know, and like, and that's not to discredit anyone's ability or, um, you know, the state of our team as a whole or anything, but I think we just wanted to do better and we didn't quite know, like, how do we get there? How do we at least take a next step? Um, and so this was just, you know, at the very least some inspiration, um, but hopefully what we find out when we're, you know, knee deep in this thing, we're ankle deep in it right now, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, we realize that it's been a lot more than inspiration. It's been structure and, right. Um, right. you know, systems and things that really can help um, take our team to the next level, like you said. So um, the short answer to your question is I was just excited. You know, I was just really excited for how, um, you know, something like uh, what we'll be talking about is uh, an opportunity for us to, you know, really take next steps and grow as a team as individuals, you know, and I'm um, mm-hmm. really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm glad to hear that now that we've, that it has cooled off a little bit. We've had a little time yeah. to think about this because I do know one of my tendencies may be like toward the charismatic preacher sort of vibe where I can get into a zone where I think some people find me super convincing and it's only because I'm carrying like <laughs> that head of steam with me. Sure. And uh, it is, it's good to hear that you still agree with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just like my excitement sweeping us along yeah. in there. Well, and if I'm being honest, like I, I think it's like tough to not, be excited about it, whether it's at the moment you presented it or even now, like, um, you know, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is create an accountable team, a super accountable team that's accountable to each other, accountable Mm -hmm. to the organization and operates in a really healthy way because of it um, and builds and maintains super healthy relationships because of it. So like, I mean, how... How can you not be excited right. about that? You know what I mean? Right. And yes, your charismatic presentation of ideas like this may also <laughs> have contributed to it for sure. But, um, but I mean, how do you fight this? You know what I mean? You do that too. I know I, I do. should also I know point I, do. I know I do. <laughs> this is, yeah. uh, I don't know if we're telling secrets out of school. Maybe we shouldn't tell people this, but this is part of our success. <laughs> for sure. No, there's no denying it. But um, yeah, so I, I agree. Um that sometimes ideas or um, big initiatives like this mm-hmm. can be presented with a bunch of energy, especially if it's like fresh off an event or a cool opportunity, uh, learning at a conference or you know at something like the League Leadership Institute. Um, and then very quickly after you can realize, well, this isn't for us or right. you know isn't right. maybe what was delivered to us on stage or whatever, right? But, um, you know, and I guess I'll just sidebar for a tiny minute. I think that's another thing that made it really easy to say, like, we got to at least try this. Because, again, at at the end of the day, whether we followed um, some of the best practices that were shared or used some of the information in the book, which we'll talk about in a second, or, or if we didn't do any of that, 
as long as we kept like the goal or the objective in mind, which was to, to create accountable teams, like none of it would have been a air quotes waste of time. Right. We would have learned some things along the way. Either our team's not cut out for this, I'm not cut out for this, this is a bunch of BS that can't actually happen, you know, or right. a bunch of other conclusions that we could have came to if it really like totally failed or fell flat on its face. And that may be something uh, to do with um, the creator or the author or whatever, and it may also have everything to do with us. And hopefully, you learn the truth right. <laughs> when you dive into something like this. But right, and that's yeah. the point of what we're doing here-ish. Yeah. I mean, this is chronicling it, right? But that is the point of actually diving in and seeing: is this uh, can we function in this space? Can we do these things and make these agreements? And maybe we should talk a little bit about what, when we say accountability, you pointed out, like we have, our people are accountable. We right. are accountable. Right. We don't, I would not say that we walked into this whole initiative with people, with a terribly unaccountable team or lack, massive lack of accountability. Right. Uh, but what we are talking about when we talk about accountable teams is, a different view of accountability where individuals on the team are accountable to what's happening, where they know what the team is supposed to be doing. They see the direction and the accountability doesn't lie solely with the leaders. Right. So you referenced the book. We'll talk about the book um, because you can check out uh, Revolutionized Teamwork Yes, Revolutionized Teamwork. Read it off your notes and read it well. <laughs> By Eric Coriel. Um, and this lays out the all of the concepts behind what we're talking about. And right in the very beginning, he explains that traditional accountability in business is based on a military model, which is the generals. All of the accountability goes to the general, and uh, it trickles down to you know, each team under the general. And that means that when things go terribly, terribly wrong, it's all the general's fault. Mm -hmm. And when things go terribly, terribly right, the general gets all the credit. Yeah. Um, and it means that the leadership is actually taking the accountability rather than giving people the credit, the ability, the freedom to be accountable for themselves mm -hmm. and to answer to themselves and to each other and have healthy communication, do all of those things that you could be doing rather than saying, you know, uh, well, that's, that's a, that's a leadership problem. And sure. You know, yeah. And doing all of these things while to keep the military analogy, achieving the mission, right? Right. And working towards the same goal. Right, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so what I think for, for the listeners, where I think this worked well for our team is that we have a whole group of really talented people. And the one thing that I, I continually saw as a gap is connecting them to mission to letting, helping them understand this is what we're trying to do. When, when we're all working at our best ability, this is what we're going to accomplish. 
And it's because it's for a variety of reasons, some of it being everyone has a different expertise. Everyone can see how their expertise does something. Yeah. But to to connect that all to this is what success looks like when everyone's using their expertise and we succeed or we fail together and we can't succeed or fail individually. Right. Uh, just was a thing that I think you say that to someone, they go, oh yeah, well, of course I understand that. But to really connect it to what is your mission and purpose for why you're here and what we're all doing mm -hmm. and how can we help each other achieve that is next level thinking. Yeah. Really, yeah. even if you feel like you agree with that without making any changes, if right. that makes sense. Right, yeah. Easy yeah. to agree to it and say sounds good and then change nothing. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so shout out. I made a note to make sure we shouted out the name of that book, Revolutionized Teamwork by Eric Coriel. Um, super short, easy read. As, as of today, if you want to get it on Amazon and you read it on your Kindle, it's $3.82. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, it really sets the table for what you can be doing differently on your teams. And the two big things are, number one, understanding what your team's accountable to, and number two, being able to deal with real issues and real issues being things that affect your team's success or failure, mm -hmm. um, being able to deal with that out loud. Right. And, you know, that, for me, that was the big insight because we do spend a lot of time uh, as leaders working around dealing with things out loud. Yeah. And all with good intentions. Yeah. Never wanting to, um, feeling like, Pointing out a gap in someone's skills is damaging. Yeah. Uh, another thing, I could just go on and on and on, but another thing that uh, he discussed when he was lecturing and is also in the book is talking about that social contract of if you don't tell me what I'm doing wrong, I won't tell you what you're doing wrong. Right. We, just we can just be friends. <laughs> yeah. We just don't, we don't raise that stuff yeah. um, and everybody's fine. Yeah. But part of being accountable to each other is uh, in a non-judgmental way talking about those gaps and being able to say, oh, yeah, I had no idea I was supposed to be doing that. Or, nope, I should be doing that thing, and I am not doing it because I haven't found a way to prioritize it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, hearing you talk uh, definitely brings another memory to mind when you first uh, talked about this um, and just that whole topic of, dealing with real issues, you know, that it was really exciting, a little scary, mm -hmm. really exciting um, to think about what that might look like for our team and also knowing full well that it might bring some really uncomfortable stuff to the surface, you know, but with some agreements, some prep, making sure that the team knows like what the outcome is of doing this. Um, you know, I felt like all the confidence in the world that um, it would only bring good to the team eventually mm -hmm. and with some discomfort, through some discomfort, right? You know, I mean, I fully anticipate to be called out on some of the BS that I get away with every day that, you know, means we aren't working 
our best way or mm-hmm. I'm not working my best way and not contributing to the team the best way that that I can and preventing us from really great outcomes and really great relationships amongst the team and outside of our team, you know? So, and I think that as long as you are able to go into it with an attitude like that, that, yeah, this is going to hurt a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. this is going to be, this is going to be a little sticky once in a while, but, um, on the other side of that is something really, really cool. And that's for us to just be able to talk openly and, you know, bring real issues to the forefront, deal with them, learn. And, and I think that's the most exciting part about it is each person on the team gets, will get an opportunity to learn an opportunity to grow as a human being and definitely an opportunity to learn and grow as, you know, a member of this team and as a Mm -hmm. professional, right? And um, like so many things in work, I think like the hidden or underlying value that doesn't get enough credit every not or almost all the time is what changes like this at work can mean for life, you know, Mm -hmm. like home life or volunteer life or whatever, you know. So by being able to bring real issues, um, you know, to your work family, your team at work, you know, I mean, what, what might that mean for home or other groups where you're constantly pulling your hair out? Like, gosh, there's this thing that we all know is the real problem, but nobody's saying it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm not saying that you can flick a switch and make this happen everywhere in your life, but I'm, I'm really hoping that I'll learn some things along the way that, um, create some nice byproducts for outside of work too, you know? Yeah. Well, even already, so we've done, to, to the listeners, we've done some initial work. I think one of the, at least when I look at what this looks like as a project on our team, we have a relatively small team, six of us all together. Yeah. Um, even that, when we walked into it, we sort of had this confidence of, you know, we trust each other. We have this high level um, of expertise and they're high performing people and it'll all be fine. Even that, to look at this and say, um, from this point on, when there's something wrong, we're going to talk about it, and it's not going to be, ooh, could you ask so-and-so why they're not doing that thing, and I don't understand why they don't do that thing, or, you know, uh, and then turn that into a huge amount of time, right? So right. Right. Uh, that that's an exciting thing for me, and I, I think, too, because it, I think it comes on the heels of this time in my life where I I just, in the last, maybe it's the pandemic. I don't know what it is. In the last couple of years, uh, I, and it also could just be that I am finally approaching that time where I will lose all sense of decorum and just say whatever comes to my mind, which I think is the right of an older woman. <laughs> uh, but... This feeling of like, why why am I hiding what is the problem here? Why don't I just ask that person, hey, why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is go- I'm not judging. Yeah. And, and we have seen over the last year or so how that turns out <laughs> because I did start doing that. Just sure. like, explain to me what's going on. Um, and it breaks that social contract for people and it upsets people sometimes. Right. Um, because you're not really supposed to ask that in polite society, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think the expectation in a workplace culture is you go, you know, maybe you deal with the thing in a roundabout way with the person. If you don't get results, you maybe go up the chain of command. I don't know what that whole... 
I, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, ask nicely for the thing right. as many times as you can tolerate. As you can take it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> there isn't a right number. Right. Uh, one is the right number. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you go to their supervisor, and then the supervisor goes to them, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but on an accountable team, which we're trying to build, it gives everyone the ability, the permission, um, the freedom to say, hey, I, I don't understand why you don't do this thing. Um, and to really genuinely do it coming from a place of help educate me. Right. Tell me why that's not happening. Right. And if the person on the other end of that question is able to take that, not as a criticism, but as an opportunity to educate someone and be honest, yeah. that's when you can surface things like, yeah, no one ever told me I had to do that. Sure. I have no idea how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or somewhere along the way, which is a thing I, th- I think happens on teams, um, somewhere along the way somebody said, yeah, we used to do that all the time. We don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we just changed a procedure uh, and no one ever talked about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so that that by far is my favorite byproduct. And I've definitely had a couple in the time we have been talking about this. I have had a couple incidences where people that report to me have come and say, well, I'm not sure why that person is doing this or I don't know why they're not doing that. And I'd be really, really interested to find out. Mm-hmm. And it's given me an opportunity because we've talked to the team about this stuff to say, well, ask them. Right. Yeah. Um, because if, because if you're coming to me to have me save this information to bring it up in coaching or, you know, whatever your intention is, um, that's not how we deal one-on-one with people. If right. you don't know why they're doing it, ask them. Yeah. And if you think it's something the whole team needs to discuss, bring it up in a team meeting and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody will die. Right. Well, at least we hope so. Yeah. As far as we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we should probably for the benefit of our listener also just mention like this is still really new for us we're probably going to use uh, like a bunch of past tense terms like we've done this or we've been doing that Um, and for some things that definitely might be the case we've done some things we've tried some things but it's all in progress for us all of it is still 100% in progress um, and I don't see it ending, right? Like, right. The, I don't know. And that's something that's interesting. You know, we, we have talked a little bit about like, how do we know that this is working? And, you know, some internal feedback, some external feedback that I think we'll rely on to know like, okay, is this, is this helping? Are we actually more accountable? Um, and we'll do some of that along the way. But other than that, like there's, um, at least nothing that we've talked about to this point that'll give us a clear indication that we're done. Right. You know, and, and I don't think we will be. <laughs> and we'll continue to grow. Yeah. And the people that join our team will be coming from a place where it's really likely that they don't have these same habits. Right. So we'll have an opportunity to continually work through this together and probably learn new things. And, yeah. you know, because yeah. I do think it must be highly individualized, like your tolerance for how you can handle things the way that you take in the feedback or express the feedback yeah. has to be highly individualized. Right. And we may all be comfortable right now with it, but if we brought someone brand new onto the team when we were all comfortable just speaking our mind, right. yeah. <laughs> that would be a real culture shock. 
Yeah. And again, for the sake of transparency and honesty and where we're at, we're not all comfortable with it right, right now. Right. right? <laughs> so yeah. we're getting there. We've been talking a lot about it. We've been, you know, I mean, this is something that we're definitely doing. Um, but that doesn't mean that we just say, okay, we're doing this thing. So now we're all comfortable with it. That, that comfort will grow over time. Right. And, but mm-hmm. great point. I mean, yeah, that's, if anything, just the simple fact that our team will grow over time. Um, like we will never be done simply because of that. Cause we're going to be right. having people coming in from different teams, different organizations, whatever it might be. So, yeah. yeah. So 20, we are 25 minutes in probably now is a perfectly fine time to tell people why we're podcasting about it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, and I'll just kick it off by saying, um, you know, if I can just focus on all the things that are exciting about this to me, um, I think like reason number one or goodness gracious, it's up towards the top is the fact that now we've invited an audience into this thing Mm -hmm. with us to be accountability partners with us, right? We're going to be sharing where we're at, what we've done, what's gone well, what hasn't gone well, um, and also be super respectful of everyone involved in the process. Um, and that means that we got to bring it every month right. and we got to, we have to share something and for a certain amount of time saying, yep, that's the thing we said we were going to do and we didn't do it. That'll mm-hmm. work for a little while. And then we'll get really <laughs> sick of saying that and we'll have to be accountable to ourselves and accountable to what we've promised our listeners and our team. Right. And, you know, so so I'm really excited just about like the little extra skin in the game, little mm-hmm. extra, a lot of extra skin in the game that it brings to us, you know, that, that some additional uh, motivation for us to be real right. and do this thing that we said we were going to do, you know. And, of course, hopefully the listeners wind up uh, benefiting you know, right. learn some things, maybe get connected to some people, some resources, whatever it might be. So, yeah, yeah, uh, same, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially that uh, I, one of the things I'm excited about thinking about this, taking everyone along with us on the podcast journey, um, is the idea that so often I think in the marketplace, and, and I'm sure this is common in any industry. People who, the people you hear from wait until they're experts at something mm-hmm. or think they're experts at something, um, and then they tell you what they have already learned. Sure. Which, it's, it's useful yeah. to know someone's right. But I do think it paints this picture that it's easy to get to right. Mm. It's easy to know that you're right. And it's not. Yeah. And so being able to bring people with us to say, we think this is a great idea. We're excited how this could work for our team. Um, But we don't know how we're going to do it. We have ideas how we're going to do it. We have things that we want to try. Um, But we we can't tell you today that it's right. Um, And we could not give you a prediction of when. I think that really when we talked about doing this podcast, that was probably one of the things that kept coming back to me. Like, you'll never find a time when you're done where you can say we succeeded to share this. Right. So why not start now Yeah. and be totally transparent, which is a thing I think you and I try to do. Yeah. Uh, and... Just let people judge 
as they judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully positively. Right. I am asking very specifically <laughs> for people to yeah. be positive. <laughs> yeah. Because we're doing our best, y'all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, as you're talking, it's interesting, um, especially at the top of the podcast, how we talked a bit about how our confident or charismatic uh, presentation of things might gain influence and stuff. I think you and I also both are balanced out by our um, level of transparency mm-hmm. with things, you know, like as much as we might be really confident in what we're sharing, presenting, showing, we also are really confident to say, and we don't know the answer to that, or we right. don't know how this is going to go. So um, I think that that maybe <laughs> balances us out a little bit so people don't perceive us as totally full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just partially. Just partially. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so, so I think that that's something that we have going for us. And again, I hope to, be, to the benefit of the, list, of the listeners, it feels real and authentic yeah. the whole time. We're not just saying like, here's this really cool thing that we're doing and our team's now amazing and there's no pain along the way. We're, we're going to share the pain right. and we're going to very happily and charismatically present everything that's going well and yeah. that we want to recommend or you know have people share or try along with us because that'd be cool to hear about too is if anyone's been hearing things and saying like, oh shoot, I should try that or some version of that or mm-hmm. even one tiny aspect of something we might share, right? So, yeah, I think if we had, uh, if we had a like a emblem, a leadership emblem that signified us, the words in Latin would be, "It's worth a try." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We'll uh, we'll uh, Google Translate that, and we'll yeah. we'll have that make that. Yeah, yeah. we'll have that updated. Our it cover will look will, impressive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, we should probably talk a little bit about what we've done so far. Let's what's talk going about on. what we've done yeah. so far. So I am very happy to take uh, that transition and open it up by talking about our accountability statement because I'm going to ask you. You're going to ask me what it is? <laughs> what it is. And speaking of transparency. You're not my friend anymore. I'm doing this I'm because like transparently. I can't say it off the top of my head right now and I don't have it in my notes, so. You know, and I was going to copy and paste it into the notes because <laughs> it is, uh, it's worth it. I'm going to find it. Yeah. I'm stalling. Okay. Can you see me stall You're doing here? great. You're Thanks. Doing great. Uh, so why don't we, we could explain a little bit about what an accountability statement is and uh, start there. Yeah. So uh, like a mission statement, like emission statement, maybe not the same thing, but something that, you know, we can refer back to that is constantly um, giving us that energy and promise for why we're even doing this thing, right? And I remember our accountability statement being something that we spent a, a good amount of time on, like the words were important because if there was any uh, lack of uh, reality in them or genuineness in them, like it, this was just not going to happen. You know, like right. if, if we couldn't even come up with a statement of like what we're trying to do, what we're trying to create, we should probably just stop right now. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was, that was a cool exercise that didn't take a ton of time, but um, when we got to it, it felt really good. Right. You know, and the, the idea behind the accountability statement, which I can now say confidently because I found it and I can read it out loud. Nice. Um, is that teams, uh, 
need to unite under a common purpose. They need to know what it is they are accountable to. And if you can clarify what your team is meant to be accountable to, it gets rid of some of the slog, right? Mm -hmm. It cleans, it separates the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> and, and it cleans things up. If you, I think what you see on teams is you get divided accountability because every, people from outside the team and even sometimes inside the team are working at, can be working at cross purposes, not in a negative, not right. in a deliberately negative way. Right. But if we can all unite under what we are accountable to, it helps, it just helps the team. Yeah. And our accountability statement is, as a marketing team, we're accountable for being the chief apostles, lead caretakers, and vocal advocates for all of the brands we serve. Nice. What does that Mike mean, Ben? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's specific enough in that, you know, we have an interesting model in that we're, you know, working with Simplicity Credit Union and Simplicity started exclamation services and we have all these other clients to serve. And um, so I think that, you know, that was something that um, I was really happy with how it came together and that like it's meaningful and clear for whatever work we're doing, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, for our parent organization or for one of our clients. So, um, and, and the words, you know, like being apostles and advocates, right? Like there's, there's a bit of extra meaning there than saying we're even just like being black and white about it and saying we're accountable to or accountable for, right? Like right. by using the word apostle instead of, um, you know, it has a bit of extra, extra, Right. To it, you know, and and saying that we're going to be vocal advocates, you know, that means like, yeah, we're going to advocate for the brand and that might mean we, we need to speak up every now and then. So just mm -hmm. the intention behind the words and the whole thing, I think, um, just came out really, really well. So Yeah, we, we spent quite a lot of time discussing that word apostle mm -hmm. as being someone who shares good news. Right. And I think th that, was, that was a word I remember us being, really being excited to add in here because mm -hmm. it's not... It's outside of what we're used to in the business world. Yeah. But it's a super meaningful word. And like you said, uh, care to, the lead caretakers for the brand. In right. other words, you know, assuming that leadership role right. to look at what these, the different brands that we're working with, um, how they should, how they could present themselves, what yeah. is the best way to do it, yeah. and then being vocal advocates. Yeah, exactly what you said, ditto. Just yeah, ditto. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just getting past that, like taking that step for the team to all like help create that and understand why we use the words that we use, like that felt like real progress for mm -hmm. our team. You know, the what is it, lead caretaker, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like using the word lead, I mean, this may not apply to every client that we have because of the size of our relationship or, you know, the role that we play in serving them. Um, but certainly within simplicity and stuff to say that we're the lead caretaker. I mean, when it comes to the brand, like the buck stops with us. Like we're, we are totally accountable for mm -hmm. the caretaking of the brand. 
does everybody in the organization play a role in that? Yes. Are there certain departments and teams that might influence that more or less? 100%. Um, but at the end of the day, we're the lead caretaker of it. And just to say that, right. to show that and see that, you know, that's a, an important step when it comes to ac- accountability. So, right. Well, and even if you apply it to, you know, a client where we maybe have a, semi, a pretty limited relationship with them. Uh, to be able to make that promise to a client and say, like, your your brand, we're going to take care of that as if that's our brand. Right. It matters to us. Yeah. Um, and to be, I think it gives, you know, in a way, a gentle permission for us to be good consultants and be able to maybe say some of the hard things that you might have to say to someone and say, ooh, yeah. Don't, you know, don't do that with your logo yeah. or, you or know, you whatever those things are. Yeah. Um, and to take, just take other people's brands really seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the super fun way that we do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing we did, and we talked about this a little bit on the podcast last season. Yeah. Which is also last year. Yeah. Which is just a couple months ago. also, yeah. <laughs> uh, was our decision matrix. Right. And that was... That that has been quite an undertaking. Yeah, definitely, and also something that will grow, right? As we learn more and continue to clarify. But yeah, it was a big chunk of time during our annual planning, Plantopia. If you don't know what Plantopia is, you can listen to that previous episode that Sue mentioned. But um, again, just another really valuable um, chunk of time that uh, the end result is a physical, well, I guess a digital thing. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> can know. print it. We can print physical. it. It'd be physical. <laughs> um, that, you know, clarifies whose decision is this, who owns it, at what level, and, you know, just helps get some real things out on mm-hmm. the table to say, hey, like, you've got this. You know, and I, what I love about it is how it helps push decisions down to people that, and when I say down, I'm talking hierarchy, I think we run a pretty flat mm-hmm. <laughs> team. You know, we, we really try to push ownership and accountability to every member of the team when it's right. And the decision matrix helps prove or show who can make those decisions that they have every right they need to make that decision. And or if there's somebody that, you know, someone else that um, is that the owner of that decision or the, that final decision maker, they know it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's clear. Yeah, it was for me. It was a really good exercise to of, of a little bit of letting go. Yeah, and I I really appreciated when we were having some of those discussions. Um, I, and you were very subtle about it, but all of the times you're like, really, really, you think you need to? <laughs> <sighs> no, Ben, I don't need to want to, yeah. but don't need to make that decision. So that for me. That did that felt empowering. It also felt really empowering, being the person who reports to you to be able to say, "Yeah, Ben, you don't need to have anything to do with that. Right. Why don't you give that up?" Yeah, you know. Well, and the you know, I think that this exercise is just one example of ways where like real issues or real information can get out to the whole team. You know, me mm-hmm. me having the opportunity to say, "Really? Like, is that a decision you need to make, or can that live with someone else?" You know, without creating these moments for us to say that and do that, it might go unsaid and mm-hmm. then confusion lives on, right? Like a couple people think they can make the decision or or 
probably the worst uh, version of that is a couple of people think that they don't make the decision and then nothing gets done and nothing right. moves forward, right? So, um, so yeah, just the ability to do that. And I, I'm sure there's other ways to do it and doing it virtually via Zoom or Teams or something like that probably works too. But us all being in the same room, seeing each other's faces when mm. someone would say, yeah, that's a decision I'd like to make or I don't need to make that decision. You get instant feedback, right? right. <laughs> you know, by looks on people's faces or, you know, in the example you gave me the opportunity to just say, really? With, and at the end of the day, like I might be wrong in questioning mm-hmm. it. You know, we might wind up getting to the, to the original proposal of you keeping a decision or getting rid right. of one. Um, but just to be able to say it, like that was really valuable. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it will open up opportunities to address gaps because yeah. we did, uh, we spread some things out. We said, you know, we gave full permission to not tell us things, I yep. guess. Yeah. Um, and if, uh, if there is a problem, we're going to learn that. Right. If they weren't prepared or if, uh, you know, I think sometimes what happens on teams is you have, you know, I've been on teams like this anyway, where you think you have all of the information you need. You should be the one making the decision. You get frustrated. You have to run it past someone. And then when the time comes that you have that responsibility, you choke. Sure. (laughs) Because you don't actually know, like suddenly you're questioning yourself. Yeah. And the way, really honestly, the only way, especially with the work that we do, the only way you know the answer of whether or not you can do something is to try it. Right. And see what happens. Right. Yeah. And uh, there were things that people just didn't get to try, just didn't get to do. And for, I think we felt, you know, we were coming from a good place to not, again, to keep the accountability and the leadership. Yeah. Let me bear this burden for you. (laughs) Right. Right. The buck stops with me. I, you know, I'm going to protect you from all of this. Yeah. Well, you don't learn if you're being protected from, you know, trying new things and making mistakes and succeeding. Yeah. Right. Or protected from something you're fully capable of doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we should, we should, Share probably with this an example decision matrix. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Because I I don't want to try and describe every column. I think it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. I will say the one thing that I wanted to mention just in case it's getting confusing or people, and I don't know, this might just add confusion, but um, there's also, you know, some function within the decision matrix that clarifies um, this is your decision to make, but I just need to be kept in the loop, you Mm -hmm. know? So so you, you do still you maintain the information level that you need to feel comfortable as right. a leader or you know, as somebody that at the end of the day really mm-hmm. is accountable for the things that your team is outputting or whatever. You might be giving full permission to someone else to make decisions to help do what you're accountable for or accountable to, but, um, but, and, and, but you can do that. You can do that confidently. Give them that ability to make that decision and still get the information that you need be kept in the loop mm-hmm on the things that you need to be kept in the loop on and for the sake of time and your mental health and your ability to work efficiently, not hear about the stuff that you don't need to know about. You just right. don't, you know, and that's, I think that's tough um, for any leader who's accountable for things, especially if you're, you know, reporting to anyone else, like, 
you want to know everything. You want to yeah. know what you need to know so you can sound smart in front of people and stuff. But um, also, you don't need to. You don't right. need to for everything. It's just right. not possible, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, the, the ability to let go is one of the most valuable right. outcomes of that and, exercise. Uh, as long as we're being fully transparent, uh, there was some discussion with the whole team about, you know, we there are things that we are willing to let go, but we're still on the team. So if we have an opinion on it, right? You know, we I think you and I, <laughs> not you and I, me, I <laughs> have to regulate carefully, you know, those things that I'm willing to let go of, to not. Say, oh, you know, I, I know I said I let go, but I, you know, I have an opinion and right. not, you know, play that card too much. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still all working toward the same thing. So we reserve the right to at least have an opinion on it. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, if that, if the idea of completely surrendering gives anyone heartburn, uh, we still carry veto power. Yeah. It's again, it's about regulating when you use that veto power. Right, right. And not overusing it to be like, ah, I didn't like where that square was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and early on I uh, I think I've experienced and I can imagine it happening regularly where this opportunity to share feedback or an opinion or veto, whatever, um, is really um, nicely sat alongside an education opportunity or mm-hmm. a training opportunity or something, right? So in the future, you know, the more and more that we get through that stuff, like um, now we're give, we're truly just giving an opinion. We know like, hey, I already told you how to do that thing. I sh- showed you how I did it. Here's a resource for another way you could do it if you want to mm-hmm. learn more or whatever. Um, so they've, they've got that. They've got all the stuff out of your brain that, you know, might help them do um, what they do in the way that you like it or mm-hmm. prefer it or whatever. And then in the future, you're just straight up sharing an opinion, which, right. yeah, I mean, as a team, we you know should be able to do, right? Yeah. So. Okay. So that's decision matrix. We will sh- we'll share <laughs> that. And then just the last thing, that, and not to say that we, uh, in full transparency, have struggled a little bit moving forward and thinking next steps, but I really tried to pad these bullet points and then just talking about encouraging dealing with real issues together which is a thing I already brought up yeah starting to have those conversations the one thing we haven't done is and, and I don't know if it's appropriate to do is say okay as of January 1 we only deal with real issues right, yeah, right. we haven't done that we haven't like pulled off that band-aid yeah um and this is one of those things where I think our accommodating styles could be a little bit to our detriment, could keep us Definitely. from really kicking that in the butt. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think we likely could see some real progress on things quicker if we made a decision like that mm-hmm. uh, or just you know blanket statement like this is what we will be doing <laughs> now and henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Please use the word henceforth. Right, yeah, right. I'm planning on it. Yeah, it's in my <laughs> script. But um, it, like like a lot of um, things that we implement as a team, like I think we try things, we experiment a little bit, and we get to the point where it's like, okay, we, we need to just say that thing now yeah. and just be real. Or we get to the point where we step back and analyze and we're like, oh, like 
that's the thing that we're we're doing now. You know, mm-hmm. we we talked about getting there, and we've been making small little changes to get there. But now we're we're just straight up doing it. So um, I don't know which one it'll wind up being for us. We'll either have to pull the mandate off eventually, or we'll realize, hey, this is going well. And yeah, let's keep doing it. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of not knowing how it's going to go, let's talk about what's next. Yeah. Right. As we uh, wrap up, I think for me, thinking about, I mean, I I had a lot of stress coming into a lot of anxiety coming into doing this recording because I I love to know what's next. I love yeah. to have a plan. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we let things get sort of so far away from us yeah. that I have to recenter and right. say, okay, what did we do? What have we done? What did we talk about being our next steps? Yeah. And it's just, you know, we've talked about definitely on the podcast before, just the grind, man. Yep. Just the taskiness of things. Yep. So to me, that's where we're at. We have to figure out, we have to recenter and say, this is the next step. Yeah. Yeah. As uneasy as I felt about coming into this first recording of this version of the podcast, um, like already before we've even hit stop on the recording, I'm so happy that we've done it because, um, yeah, this has been an opportunity for you and I to recenter. I know that like already I'm thinking like, well, we need to go back and we need to reshare the accountability statement with the team. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm the only person on the team that, well, I know I'm not the only person because you had to look it up too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the fact that like I couldn't at least say it within a certain right. amount of accuracy, you know, is proof that like, hey, you got to constantly bring this stuff back. Otherwise, you know, you can get off track pretty easily. So yeah, recentering and then... Um, of, of course, you know, continuing, continuing to share the story um, with the podcast audience is mm-hmm. definitely something that's next. So we've kind of, de- not kind of, we've decided that we're going to do these episodes throughout the year. So um, unless so something... Look out. Yeah. Unless <laughs> something has changed where by three quarters of the way through the year, we're feeling so awesome about how it's going. We're like, yeah, we're feeling good, everybody. No more of that stuff. Um then we'll still do it, but we'll make people pay for it. Right. Because yeah. we'll be so good at it. Because we're so good at it. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, I anticipate people will be on the journey with us for the year. And then um, along the way, who knows, you know, but I'm, I'm excited um, for what I know will be next steps of us sharing some cool experiences of putting real issues out to the team, working through them right. and like real change happening, real growth happening, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this before we wrap up. Yeah. Do you think the rest of the team, cause we, I mean, we, we introduced it to them. We told them, you know, the purpose behind it. We shared that accountability state. We've done some things where we've, uh, you know, sort of called back to it. Where do you think they're at right now? Do you think, they think we are going to keep doing this or do you think the team has sort of like lulled themselves into like, okay, we don't have to change anything because this has kind of like, they did the couple of things. They got all excited about their couple little things and now they shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So if I don't bring it up. (laughs) Uh, So great question. Um, So great that I made a note of where's the team at and I think that we need to give an update in the next episode because uh, I, I don't know where they're at. Um, I imagine that they're in that rosy place of, well, maybe not rosy. 
Um, they're in that place where they're like, yeah, I mean, this sounds good. Like, of course it'd be good for our team. And I'm a little scared, right. <laughs> you know, um, but I can't, I can't say that we've done anything or that I'm seeing anything from the team that they're like nose deep engaged with it either. You right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I think that it's something that they've talked about and they're waiting for what's next. Yeah. And, and do you think that that may, that maybe is a, an area for growth because we've brought it up. Yeah. We've talked about it. And I don't want to say that the onus should then be on the other people to keep it going. Right. But, yeah. you know, that really is this old fashioned idea of, well, they said they were going to do these things and I don't know what was going to happen with that thing, but right. nobody said anything about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Two way street, right? Like, you know, of course we need to keep it top of mind. We need to maybe be the drivers or whatever, mm -hmm. but they got to be on the ride with us. And, um, and I think, um, you know, for really like creating accountability, like you got to be engaged with it and right. do some things proactively without the prompt or the nudge of the people you report to. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what yeah. what we might be able to do to support them in that, and not just say like you must report back on how you're right. <laughs> engaging with. You know, I mean, that's definitely not our style or something we'd expect. But um, but we do expect people to interact and engage right. and grow and do as much of that independently as they can and have the brain space and the capacity for, uh, and again, with, with support too, because yeah, what she said is also totally accurate. We're not going to say like, here's the thing we're doing guys and then run away and yeah. wait to see what happens. Yeah. So. Okay. So next steps for next time. Yeah. So we are very excited to have you on this new journey with us. We're going to publish these accountability updates. And I don't, as of right recording right now, I don't know how to name them. Yeah. These are going to be in our regular podcast feed, so you'll find them. We're going to publish them on the second Wednesday of every month, and then you'll find our regular episodes, those long rambling, as if this wasn't long and rambling, <laughs> episodes on the fourth Wednesday right. every month. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We're excited to share with you all. And uh, for now, thanks for tuning in. Be awesome, and we'll see you next time. The Osmology Podcast is a production of Exclamation Services. Thanks to Nick Mulliver for sound production and Kylie Ganther for our cover artwork. Executive producers are me, Ben Bauer, and my friend, Suzanne Campbell.